0: Good morning, everyone. ask that uh, you'd all gather in. Let's get started. So good to see all of you. Good morning, everyone. Um, I don't know if there's still more on their way or not. That's okay. We'll go ahead and and uh, get started. I'd like to open up this morning with uh, Psalm 95. Just the theme that's been on my heart this week is, is worshiping and praising the Lord and recognizing who He is as Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth. And um, I've just been finding out and doing a lot of research uh, this past week more of how, how prevalent um, Satan worship is. It's something that we kind of forget about, you know, as we go on. But there are very much, probably now today, probably today more than ever, groups of people who are, who, who worship Satan and they, you know, they try to hail him as king and there's all these ideologies and false history lines and all this stuff. And it just makes me want to just worship the Lord all the more just say, hail Jesus, you're my king. He's the, he's the king. And uh, so I'd like to read Psalm 95. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a king above all gods, in whose hand are the depths of the earth. The peaks of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for it was he who made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker, for he is our God, and we are the people of his pastor and the sheep of his hand. Let's all stand up and open up with a word of prayer, and we'll go into singing. Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning. We thank you for this day, Lord. Thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that you are, Lord. You said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father but through me. So, Lord Jesus, we just acknowledge that this morning, and we worship you. Thank you, Father, for Uh, each precious soul that's here this morning, Lord, um, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit that's here with us. Thank you for those who know you. Thank you for brothers and sisters in Christ. And Lord, I pray for anyone who's here this morning who doesn't know you, Lord, that you would draw them to you, God, and they they would see um, your kindness and your love, Lord, that you sent your only begotten Son, whosoever will, uh, to, to could believe on you and will not perish but have everlasting life thank you for that lord jesus god as we worship you in song i pray that our hearts would just be turned to you and that you would draw us to you and uh lord that we could see your beauty lord thank you father for your presence and we just worship you in jesus name all right let's stay standing for this first song um, hail jesus you're my king I have a testimony this morning. Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, that you live, you always were, you always are going to be, Lord. And God, you see, you know the end from the beginning. Thank you so much for that, Lord, that we can rest in that. We worship you this morning.
1: Yes, Amen.
0: Father. Alright. Anyone have anything to share, a praise report, or a prayer request, or anything on your heart? Okay.
2: Thinking about uh, the the words in the second verse, it says, "I will not fear when darkness falls. His strength will help me scale these walls. I'll see the dawn of the rising sun. The Lord is my salvation." I was thinking, you know, there's no, I mean, where can we find help or hope in our time of trouble? Like Jesus is the only way. He is the only one who will help us not fear when darkness falls. Or I think of with our country and just such unsettled times and so much fear and um, like where will we turn? Where will we go? Where will people go? Um, and how we have God. I mean, he knows all things. He's the Lord over all. He, mm. he knows us and he knows everything that's happening in the world. He sees the end from the beginning. I mean, I I don't want to put my faith in anything or anyone else but in Him. Because everything we know could fall apart in a minute. Our lives could be completely changed at any time. Um, But we can trust in the Lord of our salvation. And we put all our strength and our hope in Him. He gives us peace and joy and strength um, for every day. And He loves us so much. He loves each one of us so much. So, I'm just so glad that the Lord is truly my salvation. And if we can't say that, we know how we can get there. And that is just calling on His name, repenting and um, and asking Him to come and help us. And you know what? He will. He will help us.
0: All right. You can be seated. and. Shadow, would you lead us out in that? convicted. That last verse says, watching and waiting, looking above, filled with his goodness and lost in his love. Are you watching and waiting? I, th- I don't think we're very far from the return of Christ. Nobody knows the day or the hour, but I think we're very close. And um, and sometimes it's like, it's like, man, Lord, I really want you to come back, but I'm in my early 20s and or mid-20s by now and just young married. Like, I want to live my life. But um, All good things come from Him and it's such a good thing to um, just be lost in His love. And uh, there's nothing like being in the presence of God. I think if we realized what He had prepared for us, we wouldn't, we would be looking forward to it all the more. Um, Before we sing this last song, does anyone else have anything you'd like to share?
2: Jesus, you are so worthy of our praise. And uh, Father, I pray that you would grip our hearts this morning with your redemptive power, just your power to uh, redeem our life from destruction. God, I pray that um, we could turn away from um, the things of this world that are going to pass away anyway, um, and that we would look fully on your face and behold your glory. Lord, would you just bring our hearts to a place of of worship. Father, we worship you.
3: Amen. As we were singing this song this morning, I, in practice I was thinking about how much is it enough that Christ is enough for me. As I look around or I read through my wife's Facebook, because I don't have Facebook, so I just use my wife's. Um, and I read through and it's like so much of This is my body, and I don't have to do this or that, or this is my country, and they're not gonna take this freedom or that freedom from me. And it's all about me. Selfishness, selfishness, selfishness. As I read through it, that's what I see so much. And I have to look at it for myself and realize, is Christ enough for me as this song sings, as we sing in this song? Is he enough? Every trial, everything that goes on, is he enough? Or do I feel like I need the things of this world, the, the, the security, that money or the security of a country, the security of the things that this world can give me, do I need that? Or is Christ enough? Mm-hmm. And as we sing this song this morning, just think about that. As you're singing these words yourself, is Christ enough for me?
0: Let's all stand to our feet and sing together. Those who are able...
3: Jesus no turning back no turning back i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back amen all right you can be seated Okay, the children come forward. Well, the two biggest kids showed up finally. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> it's talking about it's talking about the Barlow boys here. <laughs> Sorry, I was looking that direction. <laughs> all right. Well, always the fun is, is to get all the parents to have to do it anyway, right? Uh-huh. So, you guys got to set a good example, though. What do you want to do? Somebody special? Is that where we're?
1: Huh?
3: Well, that's not bad. Here comes seven. And then, well, Michelle's not a kid anymore. She got married. <laughs> alright what do you guys want to do you're not shy what song you want to do God God's not dead All right. Key of D. God's not dead no he is alive God's not dead no is alive. God's not dead. No, he is alive. I feel him in my hands. I feel him in my feet. I feel him in my heart. I feel him in my soul. Woo! feel him all over me. God's not dead. No, he is alive. God's not Feet. I feel him in my heart. feeling feel him in my soul. Woo! I feel him all over me. Well, there was some. Woo! All right. Another one? You got the joy, joy, joy? G? All right. I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart, down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. And I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the Love of Jesus in my heart Okay, you think the parents can outdo you guys? So you guys are going to have to outdo them singing, though. you got all this accompaniment, so it should sound really good. Just sing really loud. And you got all the tongue twisters. Okay. All right. I've got the wonderful love of my blessed Redeemer way down in the depths of my heart. Down in the depths of my heart. Down in the depths of my heart I've got the wonderful love of my Blessed Redeemer way down in the depths Of my heart Down in the depths of my heart To stay And I'm so happy So very happy I've got the love Of Jesus in my heart And I'm so happy So very happy I've got the love of I think you guys did a better job just personally. They did much better than they did. They, I mean they had like 20 times the people and they sounded weird.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, another one? Yeah, building up the block?
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> building up the temple. is that what you meant? Yeah. Okay, that works. Building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple of the Lord. Say, brother, won't you help me? Sister, won't you help me? Building up the temple of the Lord. Building up the temple, building up the temple, building up the temple of the Lord. Say, brother, won't you help me? Sister, won't you help me building up the temple of the Lord? What's one of the new ones we learned? New. Which one? (laughs) I can? Huh? You got another new one you'd like to do? Well, that's not new, that's old. Oh, okay. i may never march in the infantry ride in the cavalry shoot the artillery I may never soar or the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army, yes, sir. I may never take a trip to Mexico, ride a donkey oh so slow, eat a juicy taco. I may never wear a big sombrero, but I'm in the Lord's army, si, sí, senor. I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army, see si, señor. Si, I may never take a trip to Mexico, ride a donkey oh so slow. Eat a juicy taco, I may never wear a big sombrero, but I'm in the Lord's army, see si, señor. Got it? All right. What's the other one of uh uh, side to side, no. Not. I can't think of what it is. Walk, 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 walk in the light.
1: Walking around the yeah. Train yeah.
3: It's a great thing to praise the Lord. It's a great. Oh, oh, that one? We don't have enough kids for that. Can't get a big enough train. We'd have to get some adults up to lead the train. All right. Yeah. All right, yeah. Is that not too high? You think it's too low? It's a great thing to praise the Lord. It's a great thing to praise the Lord. It's a great thing to praise the Lord. Walking in the light of God. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light. Walk, walk, walk in the light. It's a great thing to serve the Lord Walking in the light of God Walk, walk, walk in the light Woo! Walk, walk, walk in the light Woo! Walk, walk, walk in the light Walking in the light of God It's a great thing to love the Lord It's a great thing to love, the Lord It's a great to love the Lord walking in the light of God walk, walk, walk in the light walk, walk, walk in the light walk, walk, walk in the light walking in the light of God is there another one? okay, that's it now what's another one? that's it for that song Ah, oh, we sing that. What do you want to sing? You got a song? Oh. Did you just hear that? Did you just hear that song suggested? You nothing else you want to sing? Oh, not too fast. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay. You going to stand up here, though? You going to come up here and stand up here? Okay. D or G? G. Wrapped Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. Us. Wrapped up tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up tied up, tangled up. Wrapped up tied up, tangled up in God. I'm inside, outside, side to side in Jesus. I'm inside, outside, side to side in Jesus. I'm inside, outside, side to side in Jesus. I'm inside, outside, side to side. Inside, outside, side to side, inside, outside, side to side in God. I'm upright, downright, living right in Jesus. I'm upright, downright, living right in Jesus. I'm upright, downright, living right in Jesus. I'm upright, downright, living right, upright, downright, living right, upright, downright, living right. up in Jesus I'm inside, outside side to side in Jesus I'm upright, downright living right in Jesus I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up inside, outside, side to side upright, downright living right in God shall we slow it down I'm wrapped up tied up Tangled up in Jesus, I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I'm inside, outside, side to side in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, inside, outside, side to side. Upright, downright, living right in God. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up in Jesus. I'm inside, outside, side, side in Jesus. I'm upright, living right in Jesus. I'm wrapped up, tied up, tangled up, inside, outside, side, side, upright, downright, living right in God. Woo! Too fast. All right, well, I guess they're sitting down. So, so much for that. <laughs> All right,
1: welcome to.
4: for Gloria this morning her, her uh, was it her ankle Alma has been bothering her quite a bit so let's just take a moment to pray and also um, pray for you Alma that the Lord continue to heal your knees uh, Katie and I have been really blessed with how you've been improving and working hard on improving Alma had both uh, double knee surgery both of her knees what was it six weeks ago now only two weeks ago. Two months. Yeah. Okay. Um, and yeah, the Lord's been good to her. She's been out exercising faithfully. It's been pretty neat to to see you working hard at that. But let's just pray for, uh, for Gloria especially. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We lift up Lord Gloria, our sister, before you. And we pray that you would heal her this morning, that you would encourage her. Lord she wants to be here but she's in pain and so we just pray that you would bless her this morning with your Holy Spirit encourage her with your word and touch her physical body and heal her we also lift up Alma before you and pray that you would continue to bless her and encourage her and heal her knees Lord according to your will Father we just thank you for her her love for you and her encouragement that she's been to us as well and we pray that you would continue to bless her life In Jesus' name, amen. You may turn your Bibles with me to John chapter 3. The Gospel of John chapter 3. We have been going through this Gospel uh, for the last little while and looking at the life and the words of Jesus. His life and His words. And those two put together are very important because Jesus said that his words are spirit and they are life. And so what Jesus did was he didn't only speak as a good professor, he lived as an example for everyone who would believe his words. So he showed us how to live his words through the example of his own life and of his own relationship with his Father. And so he said, everyone who believes in him can live the same life and have the same relationship with the Father God in heaven. In John chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, there was a man of the Pharisees, named Nicodemus. Now this man was not just a normal guy who would come to church every Sunday. He was a ruler, meaning he was a man who had responsibility in the synagogue and over God's people. He was a ruler of the Jews. So he was a leader. This man, verse 2, came to him, Jesus, by night and said to him, interesting that this man didn't come in the daytime on a Sunday morning to Jesus when Jesus was teaching in the synagogue which he often did he didn't come up to him publicly but at night he secretly came to Jesus and this is what he said to Jesus and said to him Rabbi we know that you have come from God as a teacher so notice uh, he said we have come you have come from God as a teacher that was his impression of Jesus he was a good teacher that's all he considered him to be at this point you have come from God as a teacher for no one can do these signs speaking of the miracles that Jesus was doing now how many signs had Jesus done yet not very many we read in John chapter 2 and yeah actually in John chapter 2 that Jesus had turned the water remember he went to a wedding they ran out of wine and he turned that water into wine so they had plenty of wine that was the first miracle Jesus had done this was not long after that that Nicodemus comes as John records it so Jesus hadn't done many miracles But he had at least done one. And Jesus, Nicodemus, recognized that was a miracle that Jesus did. And he said, no one can do that unless God is with him. That's how he seen Jesus, a teacher whom God was with. But what did Jesus say to Nicodemus? He said, I'm much more than that. I'm much more than just a good teacher Whom God is with. But you can't recognize that. You can't really know me unless. Verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him. Truly, truly. I say to you. Now when Jesus says truly, truly. He's emphasizing a truth. He really wants to get someone's attention. Nicodemus speaking to him. Understood the emphasis. Jesus had something important to say. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Who was the kingdom of God? Who was the kingdom of God? Who was its king? was it not Jesus himself yes it was jesus began his ministry in matthew and also in the other gospels it's recorded when he first began to preach he his message was these words repent for the kingdom of heaven is here it's right here so men who came people who came to listen to him jesus had these words to say to them repent because the kingdom of God is near the very king was right here Jesus whom the Bible says is king of kings and lord of all lords that means he is the king of every ruler in the world who ever lived and there were many mighty kings in this world who conquered many nations in our history of the world But Jesus is king of all them. And Nicodemus was coming to him, the king of heaven and earth. But he didn't understand that. He didn't realize he was the king. He seen him as a good teacher, whom God was with. So Jesus had important words to say to him. Nicodemus, come on in, Milo. You want to come in? You can come over and sit beside Michael if you like. Oh, there's Katie. Follow Katie. Milo is one of our neighbor boys that likes to play with Michael and Lucas. Um, And Jesus said to Nicodemus, You don't recognize me as king. You can't see that I am a king. You don't know who I really am. Unless something changes within you. You must be born again. Now this stunned Nicodemus. He had never heard anyone say anything like this. Have you? Have you heard Jesus say these words to you? Through the Holy Spirit. Taking his word and speaking it into your heart. Maybe you have problems in your life. Maybe you're interested in the Bible. Maybe you're interested in God. And so you come to God at night. You don't do it publicly in the church. You won't do it in front of anyone. But at night when you're laying in your bed and your troubles are increasing in your heart and you're worried and maybe you're anxious and maybe you're feeling lost and without any hope in this world. And so you talk to God in your heart at night. And you come to Jesus in your heart you say, Jesus, people say all these things about you. Your word says all these things about you. You seem to be a really good teacher. A lot of good words there. And I think God was probably with you, Jesus. You did a lot of miracles. In the quiet of your heart, you say this. Jesus has an answer for you. To everyone who comes to him like Nicodemus in the quietness of your life, the quietness of your heart, he has a word for you, the same word that he shared to Nicodemus. Truly, truly, I say to you, you cannot see the kingdom of God unless you have been born again. What will you answer, Jesus? when he says those words to you Nicodemus was honest what how can a man verse 4 how can a man be born when he's old now Nicodemus was an older man by this time the rulers of the Jews weren't young people they were older people and Nicodemus was very puzzled he had never heard of a man being born twice who? has ever heard of such a thing no one had ever heard of such a thing that it's even possible before Jesus said him right here he was the first man who had ever said these words talked about this experience being possible and Nicodemus couldn't figure it out he cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born can he Kenny, have you ever heard of a person shrinking down into the tiny, tiny little baby, about that big and being put back into his mother's belly and being born again? No one's ever heard of any such craziness, has they? What was Jesus talking about? Jesus answered that question. Truly, truly, this is very important i say to you unless one is born of water that's the first time when you're born of water water gushes out with the baby that's what keeps the baby alive right in the womb i'm not a doctor but that's what they say And jesus was referring to the physical birth Laurie's smiling at me because she understands birthing. She's a midwifery and that's her occupation. So you've probably seen a lot of this. But Jesus was referring to a natural experience. The natural birth must come first. Unless you're actually born into a living person, you... This is, you can't be born of the Spirit. You can't be born twice. You haven't been born once. So Jesus is speaking to people who are living on the earth. Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. First Jesus said, you can't see, you won't recognize me as a king of kings, as the king of the kingdom of God. You won't see that unless you're born again, twice born. Now he said, you can't enter into the kingdom. You're going to be outside of God's kingdom all your days, all of your existence, unless you're born again. First, a natural birth, and then, second, a birth of your spirit, your inner man you see we're more than our natural man our natural man is just my body and the body is born a baby and our bodies grow up and then they grow old and they get older and older and then they die and our bodies are put down six feet under the ground or in a in a some in some countries they put them into a concrete vault We call it burial. They're buried. They're put away. And no one ever sees that body again. You know why? Because that body decays. And the Bible says, Jesus, God said to man, From dust you came, and to dust you will return. That body turns into dirt. That's it. The body is no more. Is the person no more? No. No. The Bible says the body goes back to the earth, but the spirit goes up to God who gave it. We have a soul, an inner person who will never die, who will live forever somewhere, will exist. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 speaks to us of this truth. I want to read it to you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 16... It tells us, verse 44, It is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. So also, as it is written, verse 45, The first man, Adam, became a living soul. The last Adam Became a life giving spirit. This is in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45. Verse 46 However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural is from the earth. Then the spiritual. Verse 47 The first man is from the earth, he's earthy. The second man is from heaven. As is the earthy, so also are those who are earthy. As is the heavenly, so also are those who are heavenly. And just as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. So Jesus is speaking to Nicodemus and to you and I about our inner man. That also must be born. Into the image of God. Just like our natural person is born into our earthly image. Verse 6 of John chapter 3 again. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. My body is flesh, Jesus said. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. Don't marvel at this. Don't wonder at this. It's a truth that is universal and must happen to everyone who wants to enter the kingdom of God. And you won't recognize Jesus as your king unless you are born again. Of, again, born of the Spirit in your inner man. You'll never see him as your king. You might see him as a great teacher. You might recognize the Bible as Jesus actually did come to earth and he lived as a man and he died on the cross. And all of the truth that it says about him and the words he said, you'll recognize him as a great teacher. But he will never become your king. And you won't enter into that under His authority. Into the kingdom of God where He does rule supremely as King. And when He speaks His words, they're not just words of counsel from a good teacher. They're words of your King. They're words of authority in your life. The words that we must obey to please Him. He's my King. And I've submitted my heart. My inner man has submitted underneath Him. And now He rules over my life, my thoughts, my attitudes, my words, my actions. He rules over them all. My whole life. I've entered into the kingdom of God. That's what it means to be born again. And unless you are born again into the kingdom. That relationship with Jesus and God is your father. You'll never have this relationship with Jesus or God. You'll be outside of his kingdom. You'll still be natural. Natural. And our natural person always sees the kingdom of God from the outside because that's what we are, natural. We're earthy. We're not heavenly. Unless we're born again in our inner man. And now the Holy Spirit from heaven comes down and He enters this body and He begins to dwell in this body. And this body, as in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 says... Becomes the temple, the dwelling place of God. Wow. And now you are not anymore your own. You have been purchased, bought with a price. You're God's. You belong to Him. That's what it means to be born again. Don't marvel at this, Jesus said. You must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes... And you hear the sound. We live down here in this neighborhood and there's some big trees around us. And Whenever it's windy, we always hear the sound. But I've never seen the wind. Have you? Have you ever actually seen what makes the trees go? I've never never got to see the wind. Earthly man can't see the wind. Our natural eyes cannot see the wind, but it is for real. It has an effect on the trees. We feel it when it's very windy. Our hair, if we have hair, blows. We feel the pressure against us. We know it's real, right? Because we feel the effects of the wind, not because we see it. It's the same with the Holy Spirit. We know He's real because we feel the effects in our inner man We feel the effects of the Holy Spirit. He comes and He speaks into our inner man. And we feel the effect of His truth. It's called conviction. It means that the Holy Spirit, Jesus was the first to say that word in John chapter 16. He said when the Spirit comes, He will convict men and women. He will convict us of truth and truth. Of sin of righteousness and of truth he will bring God's presence down and he will speak the truth as king into our inner man it will have an effect on us just like the wind has an effect on the trees on whatever it blows the wind blows where it wishes You hear the sound of it, but do not know where it comes from or where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Perhaps you've wondered the same thing. How can this be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not understand these things? Truly I say truly truly I say to you we speak that which we know Jesus knew this truth and bear witness of that which we have seen and you do not receive our witness how was Jesus born into his physical body someone can someone tell me how did Mary become pregnant with Jesus in Luke chapter 2 it will tell you the truth when an angel came and said Mary you are blessed by God you have a baby did she receive that baby from any human person from Joseph no she became pregnant because it says the Holy Spirit came down over her and Jesus was born conceived in her womb that's how he became a man that's what Jesus was speaking of I know I've experienced it. I was born into this body by the Holy Spirit Himself. He was telling Nicodemus, but you won't believe me. How many believed Mary when Mary said, I'm pregnant, and it wasn't Joseph who got me pregnant. It was God. We read of only a few. Joseph believed her. Elizabeth, her cousin, believed her. And a prophetess, Anna, in the temple, and um, Simon, a prophet in the temple. Only four people. Perhaps Zechariah did too. John the Baptist's father. Married to Elizabeth. Maybe a handful of people. And then the shepherds, after he was born, when they'd seen it, they heard the angels. They believed. A few wise men from the east came. they seen Jesus after he was born. They believed. But before he was born... To believe that Mary was impregnated by the Holy Spirit. Only maybe a handful of people of the thousands of people in the world didn't believe. Nicodemus most certainly didn't believe it. If I told you, verse 12, Jesus speaking. If I told you earthly things and you do not believe. How shall you believe if I tell you heavenly things? And no one has ascended into heaven, but he who descended from heaven, even the Son of Man. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up. And whoever believes may in him have eternal life. Unless you believe this truth about Jesus, that he was born of the Spirit, and every word he spoke were words that go much deeper than your physical life they go into your spirit and they are eternal life for you and if you don't believe him there will be eternal damnation to you condemnation but if you believe him and you enter into the kingdom of God by being born of that same spirit now your inner man you will receive eternal life not only for all eternity But while you live here on the earth, you'll get to live the life Jesus lived. Because He was born of the Spirit. You'll get to have the same relationship with God as your Father. And the right to call Him Father, John 1 says. To all who believe, He gives them the right to become the sons of God. But unless that happens, you're without hope you're earthly, And all you'll think is earthly thoughts. You'll see earthly things. You'll see your whole perspective. And all your life will be wrapped up in your earthly human experience in this world. You'll see Jesus as a good teacher. You might recognize him as such. But you won't enter his kingdom. And allow him to become Lord of your life. You'll be like many whom Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7. Call him, Lord, Lord, but do not do the things he says. And they stand when they die before Jesus as king. And they will say to him, Jesus said, they will say to him, have we not done all these things for you, Jesus? We've served you, we went to prison, we served others, we did many good works. Surely we deserve to get enter into eternal kingdom with you. What did Jesus reply? Depart from me. I never knew you. Because I never was your Lord. You called me Lord. But you did not receive my authority as king in your life. You lived the way you wanted to live. You didn't recognize. You didn't enter into my kingdom. And understand that your body is not your own anymore. You're now my temple. I'm your Lord. Verse 16, verse 15, that whoever believes may in him have eternal life. For God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge the world. That wasn't his mission. His mission was that the world should be saved through Him. That you also can be born again by the Holy Spirit and enter God's kingdom and be saved from the life of sin and under the authority of the devil. Be saved through believing in Him. Verse 18. He who believes in Him is not judged He who does not believe has been judged already. You are born earthy. You're already judged. You must be born again to enter out to escape the judgment and the wrath of God over the earthy. Because this earth will all be destroyed, 2 Peter says. It will all burn up with fervent heat and pass away and be no more. And whoever is earthy will pass away and be burned up in that fire. But the escape of that is to be born into the kingdom of God in your inner man while you live on the earth. And then you will not experience what Revelation calls the second death. You escape it because you've entered into a relationship where Jesus is your king. And the Bible is the authority of the words you live by. And your one mission becomes to serve Him, to obey Him, and to love Him with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength as you live in this life. He who believes in Him is not judged. He who does not believe has been judged already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the judgment. That light is coming to the world. God has spoken. Let there be light. The light of Jesus. The message of the gospel. Good news for you and me. Jesus is born. Jesus has the ability and the authority to speak to you now these words of eternal life so that you can be born again. Light is coming to the world but... Men loved, and men loved darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. For everyone who does evil hates the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds should be exposed. But he who practices the truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be manifested as having been wrought in God. In First John... Chapter 1, he tells us these words in 1 John, chapter 1, verse 7. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus his Son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin... What's wrong with me? I'm a natural person. I'm good. I do a lot of good. I don't have sin that I need to repent from. If we say we have no sin, we are deceiving ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and the truth is not in us. So if you say, and many do in this world, who do not want to repent from their sins because they love their life, they're seeking to preserve their lifestyle, the life they're living is okay with them. Maybe it's not perfect, but it's good enough for them. They walk in death. They live in death but they're deceived they think it's just an earthly life but the Word of God tells us they deceive themselves and the truth is not in them so how to respond and enter into the kingdom of God to be born again Ephesians chapter 2 tells us that it is by grace and not by works God's Holy Spirit comes down Over our lives. And he influences. He speaks the words of truth to us. And we escape. Verse chapter 2 of Ephesians. Verse 1. And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. In which you formerly walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. That's how you're living. Just like the rest of the world is. You're on course, right, with the rest of the world. But there's more than that that's controlling you. The prince of the power of the air, even of the spirit that is now working the sons of disobedience, there's a spirit controlling you and me. Among all them, we too, all of us, formerly lived in the lusts of our flesh. There's more than a spirit. There's a desire that your body has that you're controlled by. And you can't help it. You, can't, you cannot break it. You're simply totally controlled by the desires of your body. And of the mind. And were by nature the natural firstborn children of wrath. Even as the rest. But God who is rich in mercy... Because of His great love for God so loved the world, Jesus said, that He sent someone called Jesus into this world to rescue us from our natural man who is earthy and allow us to enter the kingdom of God by being born again in our spirit by the Spirit of God. God who is Rich in mercy. Because of his great love with which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our transgressions. Made us alive together with Christ. By grace you're saved. And raised us up. See? We were dead. This inner man was dead to God. Dead to Jesus. We could only see him and hear him as a teacher. But our relationship with God was not that of a father. We haven't been born into his family. We are dead but God because of his great love for every human being in this world sent Jesus and now sends the Holy Spirit to knock on our heart's door. In the quietness of the night those who come to him like Nicodemus and say these words... You must be born again of my spirit, and you can enter my kingdom. And I, I become your king, and you become sons with me of the Father in heaven. You begin now, born of my family, and you escape the wrath of God, have raised us up with him, Jesus, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He's not speaking of my physical body, he's speaking of my inner man. Is now seated in heaven, has become alive to God. Verse eight, for by grace, God's divine influence over us. That's the word grace. For by God's grace, you have been saved. Through faith, if you believe in his name. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not as a result of works. You can't earn it. You must believe it. That's it. You must believe it. You can never earn your way into the kingdom of heaven. You must be born again through faith in His name. That He came to do this for you. And He's inviting us into this. And He will do it. He will breathe life into your spirit. If you ask Him to. And you surrender to him. Not as a result of works. That no one should boast. Verse 10. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Jesus has made the way into this relationship. And our faith in him. Just simply believing in his name. And trusting him with our whole life that means you surrender when you trust somebody it's like I don't know how many of you guys ever done this but sometimes you see this at parties or some place where guys line up and a guy stands with his back here and he takes a leap backwards into their arms that's what you call faith a leap of faith you're trusting those guys are going to catch you and if they don't catch you you're going to really hurt There's going to be a lot of pain. You might even die. Escape. That's what you call escape from the natural experience of hitting the ground. Through the arms of someone who loves you. And they catch you. That's taking the leap of faith into Christ. This invitation of love. And of his authority over your life. It's not one of condemnation. It's one of... Of liberation, one who delivers you from the wrath of God that comes on all the natural, because the natural must all pass away for the new to enter. Peter had a message for people who found themselves where you and I find ourselves the natural. In Acts chapter 2. When the Holy Spirit came down. And all the natural people who were outside of the kingdom of God. Looked at it. And they didn't recognize it as God at all. They said these guys are drunk. In Acts chapter 2. Peter stood up and he had a message for them. This was his message. He preached to them Jesus. Who Jesus really was. And then they said this to him. Verse 37. Now when they heard this, they were pierced to the heart. See what happens? The Holy Spirit pierces your heart. Your heart is your spirit, your inner man. They were pierced to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brethren, what shall we do? I'm not born again. I think I'm still dead towards this relationship you're talking about, Phil. What Jesus is talking about I don't experience it. It seems strange to me. So what shall I do? Peter said to them, Repent and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit for the promises for you and your children and for all who are far off. As many as the Lord our God shall call to himself. And with many other words, he solemnly testified and kept on exhorting them, saying, Be saved from this perverse, or the word is crooked, generation. They think wrongly about God. They're crooked. So then those who had received his word were baptized, and they were added that day about 3,000 souls. Peter again, in Acts um, in Acts chapter 3, was preaching in the temple to the Jews, and he was telling them, again, of the good news who Jesus was, and that they had crucified and rejected Jesus. And as he was preaching... Again in verse 18 of Acts chapter 3. But the things which God announced beforehand by the mouth of the prophets that Christ should suffer. He has thus fulfilled. And he says this. Repent therefore and return that your sins may be wiped away. In order that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. That he may send Jesus the Christ appointed for you whom heaven must receive unto the period of restoration of all things about which God spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets from ancient time. You can read about it if you read the prophets. Moses said, The Lord God shall raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren to him you shall give heed in everything he says. And it shall be that every soul that does not heed that prophet shall be utterly destroyed from among the people. You will perish with this world unless you are born again. You will. Unless you enter into the kingdom of God, you will perish with everything natural. And likewise... All the prophets who have spoken from Samuel and his successors onward also announced these days, God isn't silent about this. God has announced it to every generation, preached this truth, the gospel of salvation for everyone who believes. It is you who are the sons of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with your fathers, saying to Abraham, And in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. For you first, God raised up his servant and sent him to bless you by turning every one of you from your wicked ways. That's what repentance means. We turn away from our wicked way of living. And wicked way of living is anything natural. If you're still living by your first natural life earthy you're living a life that will pass away God says it's wicked for him it's evil even if you do all everything good if you never disobeyed a command from God you're still wicked because you're earthly and you're natural unless you're born again by his spirit And then you enter into God's kingdom. You're born into this relationship made alive to God through His Spirit. And you can have the same relationship with God the Father that Jesus had. He becomes your brother. In Hebrews chapter 2 he says, and I call them brethren. Marvel not. You must be born again. There's much more. Instruction on how to receive the Holy Spirit, to turn away from your wicked ways. If you want to learn it this morning, if you really want to seek God with all your heart, all you need to do is open the Bible and ask God to show you the truth. And His Spirit will lead you into all truth. Jesus said, He promised that when my Spirit comes, He will guide you into all truth but if you are one of those whom Jesus said love darkness you love your natural life you won't come to him you won't come to the light of God's word because you still like everything kind of the way it is it's okay ah it's got it's problems I'll try to do better I can always do improve you'll remain in darkness deceiving yourself the truth will not be in you and your life will pass away. It's already judged. All who live natural lives are already judged by God because God said, this is the way, walk you in it. I've come to rescue you. Everyone who will believe has the opportunity. And Jesus is still preaching the same message to everyone who comes to hear like Nicodemus did. And Nicodemus did end up believing. You can read in the Gospel of Matthew that Nicodemus was there helping take Jesus' body off the cross and burying it with a proper burial. He came out into the light openly taking Jesus as his Savior. And I, it doesn't ever really say that Nicodemus had a part in the church. I don't know. But that tells me that Nicodemus lost his bashfulness about Jesus when he came out openly and identified with him in his death. And so you and I also may be like Nicodemus at first, embarrassed a bit, coming at night only alone to God because we're not sure what this all looks like. We're afraid of other people, what they will say. But if you... Allow Jesus' words to enter your heart. And you'll trust Him. His words as truth. And you'll begin to repent from your sins. Turn away from your natural life. And walk in obedience to Him. Confess your sins to Him. Ask Him to forgive you. He is just. That means He will do it justly every time. He'll forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness every time that you ask and you come to him and receive him as Lord and allow his Holy Spirit to take your body and make it his temple he'll redeem you from the natural and you'll be born into the kingdom of God and no more will Jesus just be a good teacher he'll be your king And God will be your Father. Oh, Father, I pray that you would make this experience a reality in every one of our lives. Not only our lives, but Lord, those of us who have experienced it. I pray that you would grip us with this truth so intensely that we would go forth and realize this is humanity's greatest need. This is the news of the gospel, the good news. That you still are proclaiming to our generation, to our world. This is our greatest need. We need to be born again. Into the kingdom of heaven. Out of this natural earthly life. Our spirits need to be made alive to you, our God. So I pray today in this place. And all over the world that your Holy Spirit would convict, come and divinely influence not only those who are not born again, but those of your children. You would grip us with this message so that we, like you, Jesus, would speak the words of eternal life and also live it out in obedience to your word. In Jesus' name, amen.